Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Morning, everyone. Morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we come to you in surrender. As we begin our new day, we begin new ventures, new plans. We surrender and submit it all before you, Lord, and we acknowledge your presence in this prayer. We ask you to direct our thoughts, our words, our path, and our prayer. We trust in you, O Lord, with all our heart, and we commit it all to you so that the direction, the light that you provide, the revelation, the wisdom, the understanding of how to apply it that you provide. We walk on that path, Lord, that when you direct our path, then everything happens in accordance with your plans that you have to prosper us. And your word says man makes his own plans, but God gives it direction, gives it form, gives it shape. God brings it to fruition. So we commit all the plans that we have for this day as well. Everything that we have put into our calendars for this day before you. In surrender, Father. And we thank you that you pour your peace and your joy into our hearts. You pour your wisdom, your understanding, your revelation. You pour your light and you bring life into every circumstance and every situation. Just as you did in Genesis. We submit it all to you, Father. And we thank you. And that peace and joy that you give us, Lord, this morning, we share with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and this praying family. We share it with all Christians everywhere that do not yet know you, all those that do not want to know you and have turned away. We share it with all those for whom we are praying this day. <clears throat> and we ask for a quickening in their spirits, Father. That there is a healing. That there is a lifting up. In the name and for the glory of Jesus. And so as we make our prayer this morning, Lord, with all the intentions, with all the petitions and with all our brothers and our sisters that we raise up at our altar today, we call on your name, the name of our maker, our creator, the one who makes the parched land into a pool of water. That no matter how dry and difficult it seems, you turn it around, Lord, and you fill us with your holiness. You are the preserver of men. We call on your name, the God of overflow. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus, the one who taught us faith, the one who taught us to call God our father, the one who holds the key of David, the rider on the white horse, the one who paid the price for our sake. And today we reflect on his blood. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the Lord in the midst of his people, tabernacled here within us, who gives life to his church, gives life to this mortal body. The spirit of light and truth, <clears throat> spirit of the living God who gives life into every circumstance. The one who partners with us, when we speak the will and the word of the Father in the spirit in prayer. 
We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word, your spirit. You have blessed us with the gift of prayer. We thank you, Father, that you keep calling us, that you look not and you judge not on our sins, but are ever willing to pour out your mercy out of your infinite love. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for that grace upon our life that you renew every day. That you there, you that gives us strength, Lord, your grace. <coughs> we thank you, Father, for every provision in the physical, for every spiritual gift that you provide us. We thank you that you reveal more and more of yourself through your word, so that as we get to know you more and your principles more, and you give us an understanding of how to apply them, you give us the tools, the weapons of our victory. That we can not only emerge abundant in this life, but emerge in dominion. Your plan for us when you created us in your image and your likeness. That is what you are restoring us to. We thank you, Father. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. We plead that blood of Jesus over each of us and declare it as our spiritual hedge, our barricade in the spirit, the protection. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will, Lord, for our lives, for our lives this day. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disasters, as well as any kind of spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection in the name of Jesus and I declare divine exemption, Lord, in your name over these, your people. Thank you, Lord. We also herald the power in our spoken word. As we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth, making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is our word that goes out of our mouths this day. And it will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we sent it. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life in our tongue. And we ask for the discernment and the grace to choose that power of life every time we open our mouths to speak. Thank you, Lord. Today we reflect on why you should plead the blood of Jesus in your prayer. <clears throat> we often use it in our prayer or we've seen others plead the blood of Jesus over our families, over our prayer group, and over those we are praying for. But today, let's look at why do that? Why is it so important? The Old Testament has a precedent for the blood being used during the Passover. It was applied on doorposts, and the families inside were saved. 
if you actually look at the Bible right from the start, from the sacrifice of Cain and Abel, the very first sacrifices that were offered, the preferred one that was acceptable to God was blood. And he was setting that mechanism for redemption, for atonement of sin. Through all those various touch points at different stages in the Old Testament and then in the New Testament through the blood of Jesus himself. And Paul explains that, the importance of the blood, he explains it well in Hebrews chapter 9. When you read Hebrews 9 verse 7. While explaining the protocols for the priest to enter the tabernacle, Paul says that into the second, the inner tabernacle, the holy of holies, only the high priest enters and then only once a year. And that too never without bringing a sacrifice of blood, which he offers as a substitutionary atonement. For himself as a priest and for the sins of the people committed in ignorance. And then Paul goes on to say Christ became that high priest. He adhered to that principle that was set up there, the mechanism for us. He became the high priest. But when you move further down to verse 12, he went on, he went into the Holy of Holies once and for all into the presence of God, and this time not through the blood of goats and calves as was recommended by Moses in the Old Testament, but through his own blood, having obtained and secured eternal redemption, that is salvation or atonement of all those who personally, individually, willfully believe in Jesus as Savior. So he became the high priest, he used his own blood. And that is a basis of, and that's how atonement was achieved for men. That is a basis on which Revelation 12 verse 11 then goes on to say, they overcame, which we say every Friday, and we use that for testimonies as well. They overcame him, that is Satan, by the blood of the Lamb. It is because of the victory this blood has won. And Ephesians 1 verse 7 says, In him we have redemption through his blood. We have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. So now when the accuser points a finger at you and you plead the blood of Jesus, then God says, Atonement for this one has already been paid. Case dismissed. The accuser has no case anymore against you. Hence, every time we face a trouble, which because of constant wrestling, we saw that yesterday when we were reflecting on the armor, it says we wrestle in verse 11, Ephesians 6, 11. So because of that constant wrestling when you are facing challenges and troubles in your life, you will use this principle and remind God that every time that finger is pointed, when I apply the blood, the price has been paid. I have been redeemed. 
and no longer fall under the hammer of judgment but i can now enter into salvation moreover now when we look further at colossians 2 verse 15 this talks about jesus demolishing the opponent where it says having spoiled principalities and powers he that is jesus made a show of them openly triumphing over them in it so he destroyed the opponents there the enemy he demolished their power and with this in mind now you look at luke 11 verse 21 and 22 we touched upon this the other day binding and losing and we touched on the strong men so i'll just read these two verses and it will be clear now but look at it from the angle of jesus having won the victory over principalities and powers so verse 21 when a strong man armed keeps his palace his goods are in peace i think of that strong man as these principalities and powers and then let's move on verse 22 but when one that is stronger than him shall come upon him and overcome him he takes from him all his armor wherein he trusted and he divides his spoils now that is important information to know he takes away all his armor of the enemy in which the enemy trusted and he divides his spoils and that's what jesus did on the cross and so demons fear him they are disarmed they fear that blood that has won all those victories that has brought about their demolition now when you understand that then the level at which you pray and when you plead the blood of jesus your faith takes a new dimension with that understanding just going back to what brother vivek taught us a few weeks ago in this very series that we are studying right now every friday faith is applying what you know now that you know when you look at what the word is you meditate on it then you use that in your life in your battles there's a renewing of your strength so why should you then bleed the blood of jesus in your prayer if we were to summarize the first one is because in that blood is life you find a reference of it in leviticus 17 verse 11 which says the life of anything is in its blood and the bible says through one man sin entered our bloodline through adam we were born and conceived in sin and through it came death and then again through one man this time jesus the second adam by his blood we received salvation so the new bloodline was introduced there and it replaced the old so why apply that why apply his blood because through his blood is life through it is there is salvation 
second one is because in his blood is our ransom for atonement from sin. When he becomes our high priest, and because of his blood that he takes to the Holy of Holies and has taken it once and for all, there is atonement for all those who believe on him. It is not just for everyone who says, yes, I am a Catholic, I am a Christian. It is for all those who truly believe in their heart and confess with their mouth. Romans 10, verse 9 and 10. For them, there is salvation and redemption. It could be anybody. If they are willing to believe in their heart, confess with their mouth, then that ransom can be applied to their lives. And there is atonement from sin. They are no longer under the law. They now come under grace that is made available because of this blood. So why apply the blood? Because through it, we receive grace. So first we saw we receive salvation. Through it, we receive mercy for atonement. And through it, we receive grace. That's the combination of it that makes up our ransom. And then the third one, why apply the blood? Because by his blood, and we've seen that we are constantly in a state of battle. And because of his blood, we claim the victories that he has won over all forces of evil. We can claim his victories. He has won it for us already. All we need to do is claim. Now, when we are restored to the authority and inheritance from God by his blood, then we rule. The Bible says we rule with him, seated with him in his throne as king. And you can see that in Ephesians chapter 1 and 2. So when you enter a battle situation, it is these truths that you hold on to with understanding. And then you plead the blood declaring victory at the start itself before you engage. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that understanding to dawn into each of us of the true power that is made available to us through this blood. And that is a covenant that is available to everyone that is willing to believe on his name and confess it. You have given us this system of advantage, Jesus. Open our eyes and our hearts to see how to take advantage of it so that we use it in our place of prayer and then when we use it with understanding, along with our armor and the ability to bind and lose the keys that you give us, the various keys, the principles, kingdom principles. Then we know, Lord, we are more than conquerors. We stand, we overcome the world and we stand in victory with you just as you did. We reach to that stage of Galatians 2.20. That it is no longer we that live by the flesh, but we live with you in us just as you would. Life in the spirit. Not succumbing to the enemy, but standing up in victory, being abundant and in dominion. 
We ask for that edification in our spirits this day, Lord, that wisdom, that understanding to rise above all those pitfalls. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. Those that are hospitalized will undergo any kind of procedures this day. We speak life over those situations, Lord. Let every situation, no matter how dead or hopeless it seems, we speak life into it. Bearing in mind what you asked Ezekiel to speak in Ezekiel 37. Lord, we apply that principle here in the name of Jesus. That there is a healing, that there is restoration. We plead your, the blood of Jesus that there is mercy over each of these that we are praying for. We remember all those that are sick that we are praying for this day. We come in agreement with each of these prayers, Father. We release our faith knowing that you are the God of Abraham who always honors faith just as Hebrews 11 verse 6 says that without faith it is impossible to please God but when we come in faith not doubting, believing we have received. We know you do not send them away. You do not send us away empty-handed. We pray for all families that are embattled, that are facing any kind of division and separation. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, poverty, and ignorance of your ways and your word. And we ask, Lord, for that lifting, for that opening of our eyes to see your truth, knowing that it is your truth when combined with your spirit that brings liberty to your people. We pray also for our own needs, those of our families and friends, especially those that are not yet saved. In our own families, Lord, our spouses, our children, that do not have time for you. We ask for their quickening, Lord, this day. That their hearts be open to you. That they are drawn to you. Unless you draw them, they cannot come. Let your salvation touch their hearts this day, Father. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. As we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, knowing that your Holy Spirit prays with us, we believe that that prayer, Lord, is an answered prayer. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, to release your tongue and your faith, ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
Anda Kanda <laughs> Nan <laughs> <laughs> 
Scripture that was put on my heart today is from Colossians 1, 19 and 20. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections, as well as Brother Savio's powerful reflections, the, the daily rosary and divine mercy sessions and the Friday Bible study sessions as well, please share links for others to join and share that blessing with them. You can also share the recordings that are posted on YouTube, on Facebook and on our Spotify podcast channels. We have a scripture that has been shared as a reflection in the chat. This is from Galatians 2, verse 20. It says, and it's quoted from the NIV version, which says, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, 
but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Also, a reminder about this Friday's Bible study session. This is the continuation, the fourth part in our series on implementing spiritual laws. <clears throat> and we will learn in this series how to establish spiritual authority and remain in expectation. We will also learn our authority as believers and a spiritual law. And finally, we will learn how to activate our spiritual authority. We shall share links for people to join on Zoom and on YouTube. On all our platforms, please share those with your family and friends. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Thank Russell. You, Russell. God bless everyone. everyone.